Hello, my name is Evan Jacobs and welcome to the Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir Aftermath podcast. These interviews are part of an ongoing series chronicling the hardcore punk music scene in Orange County, California and sometimes elsewhere. They are an addendum to the film Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir. This is a documentary I made that chronicles the 1990s hardcore punk scene. You can stream Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir on Vimeo. For $2 a month, you can watch every Anadimia film by subscribing to Anadimia Films Unlimited on Vimeo. Links for all this stuff are in each episode description. To support this podcast, please like, rate, and review it. Also, please subscribe to Anadimia Films TV on YouTube, where you can view all of these podcasts in their original video form. All right, Dan. Dan, it is. This has been. This has been a long time in coming. This has been a long time in coming. Thank you for sitting down and doing this. Do you remember how you and I met? I think. I think you and I met at a nice show, or or a, a show maybe where Ice played with Full Contact. Maybe it was you. I forget how you got my number. There was a show that was happening with um, Strife, and I want to say that band, Bloodline, um, and it was up in like Thousand Oaks or something, and your band, Full Contact, you guys had a show set up, and you thought your show was going to get shut down, or like not, not happen. So you were like, hey, can we play your show? And I was like, I don't have a problem with it. And like you literally, we didn't know each other. Like you called me, and I was like, I don't have a problem with any of this. However, <laughs> I hadn't put on the show, and so I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And then what ended up happening was my show got canceled, your show didn't get canceled, and then we were friends ever since that moment. Like a fairy tale, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Now. I remember the full contact demo. How many songs was that? Uh, probably five or six, right? And then you guys, can you explain the recording? Because you rented a four track or something. No, 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 no. For the, for the demo, we recorded it on like this little... Singalodeon. Singalodeon Studios, yeah. One of the guys in the band had a Singalodeon Studios thing. And we recorded it at uh, my mil- the military base I worked at, just in one of my, our uh, maintenance shops. You know? Now, from what I okay, now the story I remember is you guys got a four track, you couldn't figure out how to work it, and then you just went with the singalodeon. Is that that, that, might, that might have been true? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then you okay? I'm circling back to the whole military base thing. How did you, okay, let's go back to kind of the beginning of all this. How did you get into hardcore, punk, all that, all that stuff? You want to go all the way back? Uh, I I, I need you to go all the way back. I need you to go all the way back. So I was, I was in like high school and um, a bunch of friends. We used to skateboard a lot and we used to listen to a lot of like punk you know, like stuff like that, Kennedy's, Exploited. Um, Where were you living? I was living in Illinois, so it was a suburb of Chicago, yeah. So um, so we used to skate and listen to, you know, Dead Kennedy's and Black Flag and stuff like that. And then, you know, somebody had um, 
had an agnostic front injustice for all tape. And I was like, what is this garbage? You know, I thought it was terrible, you know? And then I sort of sat down and, and um, digested the lyrics of it. And I was just so interested in, in hardcore music and like, there was like a kind of like a story and, and uh, something behind the music, not just, you know, silly songs or whatever, you know? And so that sort of kicked off the whole thing. So then from Agnostic Front, is that like, that kind of kicked the whole deal off? Yeah, you know, Agnostic Front started probably like my hardcore journey, right? I mean, um, it was Agnostic Front and, and like Sick of It All and like um, um, Youth of Today and uh, Gorilla Biscuits and Bold and a lot of a lot of New York hardcore stuff. And I, and I got sort of interested in like the Revelation record stuff around that time too, you know? Um, so, yeah. Did, did any of the Orange County stuff kind of figure into that or no? So there was so change strength right was was big and popular right and um, I remember I remember when I got the you know the chorus album right I remember I got that that thing and I was in high school and I was like wow this seems freaking amazing you know it was just so so cool and um, it was it was fresh right so I went from like you know hardcore listening to like Agnostic Front. Uh, and then seeing, you know, Gorilla Biscuits play with uh, Judge and Bold when they were on tour. And I was like instantly hooked with like, you know, like straight edge music ever since then. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then when at, at this point you're getting older, you're listening to this music. At what point do the do the Marines and does the military kind of figure into this? Like, like what was the thought process to that they got you into that? Well... I, I just decided that I wanted to join the military. I wanted to get out of, you know, the town I was grew up in and um, I wanted to go see the world and do things. So I signed up for the Marines, man. Now, was that desire to get out of the world, I mean, to get out into the world and do things, was that desire, because I remember at one point um, you wanted to, after the Marines, you you wanted to maybe go back to school and become an archaeologist. Did you remember that? or Or no? Well, no, I, I remember we had had that discussion because I was like, I never knew anyone that wanted to become an archaeologist. I was like, oh, oh okay. That had got to have been so... You, I don't think that was me. Okay. That was, if that was me, you must have just caught me right after I had like watched an Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> I, I don't recall ever wanting to be an archaeologist. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Um, in joining the Marines, did you... Because like, you know, so much of punk and hardcore, so much of that is like... Anti, I mean, at least that's the idea. The expectation is, you know, you're anti-government, you're anti-this, you're anti-that. Did you ever feel like you were sort of straddling two different worlds doing that or no? I, I think it became pretty clear when I started going to shows out in Southern California that I was sort of uh, an outlier, right? I mean, there wasn't a lot of other, you know, Marines going on hardcore punk shows out there. For, but, but for me, it was like, I never had this identity that, you know, you know, like this military vibe. I mean, the Marines were more of a, a means to an end. You know, they were, you know, like it was just a, an adventure I was I was on, and the Marines could take me on that adventure. I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't think of myself being like pro government or anything like that. You know, it was just it was a, a way to get me out of out of town. Gotcha, gotcha, um, and then. 
And, and then within that, like, full contact, like, I remember some of the song, like, I remember some of the lyrics and all this stuff, and, like, you know, like, even, like, the song America. And what I always liked about you was, like, to me, that is what punk rock is about. It's about, like, hey, like, so much about punk, punk rock is, okay, this sort of this group think thing of, okay, we all sort of feel the same way. And, like, I believe that in terms of, like, what I love about punk rock is wanting to help people, you know, the, the idea of social justice, the idea of social programs, things that can help people. But, like, I, what I always enjoyed about you was, like, you to me, like, that outlier. I appreciated that. Like, I appreciated, hey, here's a guy that, that is singing about this stuff, and so it's different than other stuff that other bands are singing about. But isn't that what punk rock should be and hardcore and did you ever think about that or no you know um i wrote most of the lyrics in full contact um and i just wrote about things that i thought were interesting to me you know i mean it's um full contact was different than you know pretty much every other band in southern california at the time right i mean they were we were just we were this kind of this uh, black sheep, so to speak, right? But um, I, I just had songs about the things that I thought were interesting, and I was very pro-America, right? So I had that song about being pro-America, and, um, and so yeah, it, was, it, was, it was different, but it, was, it, was, it wasn't fake. It was what I was about, you know? Right, right. And that's the thing is I think there's also a difference between being pro-America and, like, loving your country, and, like, I think, like, you know, like you, you weren't like you weren't ra you weren't this racist guy. You weren't like it wasn't it wasn't about that. And then and that was the thing. I don't know, like because I I mean you were over my house. Like I just I just remember you, and I was like I I, I was like you you had a different outlook, but in my opinion, you you were you were you were necessary in a in in a lot of ways, especially at that time. At least at least I at least I think so. So, um, now, um, so, so, so you do that band, how many shows, like, cause you guys played a lot of shows for full contact. You guys played, I mean, for being these outsiders, you guys, I know like you were friendly with Ezod, Spankies and whatnot. Um, and then you like that helped you get on shows, right? Or no? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was there was a lot of people conspiring against us being on shows, right? But I think well, it's like developed, anything. It's like who you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but um, I developed this sort <laughs> of um, I'm not gonna say like a friendship with Isat, but I think we have like this sort of understanding, right? And uh, he would put us on a bunch of shows that he needed an opener, and you know, it's like. We knew that we weren't going to come to him after the show and expect to get paid after the show. You know, we were just happy to happy to drive to Riverside and play a show. You know? Right, right. Well, no, that was um. It's funny. It's, it's funny that you say that, and we've never spoken about this, but like that was how I looked at Ice. Like, uh, so many shows needed openers, and I was like, I don't care. I'll open. I'll open because we just like like you. We just wanted to play. Yeah. And I'm just saying, nobody wants to open, and so I was like, okay. But what I always thought was interesting about you guys, this didn't really happen for ICE until later, and even when it happened, it didn't really happen. You guys seem to get 
a following and an audience fairly quickly off that demo, right? Like, I mean, at least as far as I remember it, it seemed like, you know, you, you guys got bigger, you know, with it, you know, through doing those, those shows. Yeah, I, th I think there was a lot of lot of sort of interesting shows that we got put on. You know, we got put on some of the kind of the the punk shows. We got put on some of the like the oi type shows. Um, uh, got put on the hardcore shows. There, there was this big divide, I think, in Southern California hardcore. There was like the there was sort of, like sort of like the backpack crew, right? Yeah. The kids that, that showed up and they wore the backpacks, and then there was like kind of like everyone else. And we were we were with everyone else. So so yeah, we we play a lot of shows. I, I never thought that we were big or anything. I don't think we ever played any big shows, but but we we developed some people that were pretty interested. There was always a handful of people, you know, that wanted to sing along when, when we played the shows, you know. <laughs>